Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back. So today we have with us very special guest, Amy Trough. Amy is a self-proclaimed chaos coordinator and the founder of the Moms on a Mission community a community of mom-owned businesses that believe in the power of collaboration, sharing their strengths, and the community over competition always wins. This community is on a mission to change the narrative that you have to choose. We believe you can have both an incredible mom and run a thriving business. In addition, Amy is the host of the Motivated Mompreneur podcast and is a business mentor for moms. She works with service-based entrepreneurs who are ready for more freedom and flexibility generate consistent 5k months without sacrificing their two most valuable assets, time and energy. She does this by working one-on-one with clients using her proven three-step signature framework. Amy has coached over 45,000 individuals over her career and has built two businesses from the ground up while raising two kiddos. She is here to empower you with the tools you need to run a thriving business around your life. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. And how are you, Amy? Oh my gosh, I am so good. How are you doing, Rachel? I am doing incredible. This is just for those that are jumping in and listening to us, we are going to have an incredible conversation just about two women connecting in real life, talking about some incredible, awesome transformational things, our stories, our business, all the things that really just empower us to go after and create a life that we absolutely love and become our best and most confident self. So here we are. We're going to dive in and talk about all the things. So welcome, Amy. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to be here. And let me just tell you, like this is a testament to what a small world this is. I don't even know how our paths crossed, but since they crossed such a short time ago, they keep crossing. And it's just absolutely proof of social media can be used as such a tool. You know, it's really up to us to determine what our experience with social media is like. And that's something that I'm excited to dive into and share with with our listeners, too, about how to really harness that power of connection and community and networking and all of the things. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, you brought up that good point, how our paths have crossed. And it's pretty cool when you're in this space and you're, you know, thanks to the internet, right? It connects us all over the interwebs. And we're like, hey, how did we, our paths cross? Somewhere in that, right? So it's pretty cool how our paths have crossed and what a small world, because what Amy and I realized, we had jumped on a call just to connect and we realized that, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. We, our missions are so similar and our whole motto is to really empower women to go after a life they love, to believe in themselves, to face the obstacles with courage and confidence and go after things that, you know, light you up and not be afraid to feel like something's too big or too hard or whatever it is that we just shy away from it. But, you know, in our connection call, we also learned that we're only like an hour or so away from each other, like small, small world, right? So pretty cool. You know, just in our connections, we realized that we had a lot in common. We shared a lot of our same interests. And then we also had a few common ladies in our communities that are cross, you know, reference in here too. So it was just, why are we not doing any more collabs? Like, this is our whole thing. And I think that that was something, you know, I think we're going to talk about today where we we look at the concept of competition and our whole thing is just collaboration. The more, the merrier, because when we can get out of our own way and look at it from a perspective of this is my business, this is my company, you got your business, your company, we got similar missions. But at the end of the day, it's all for our women, right? It's for the women we show up, we serve, and we're elevating them to empower them to climb to the next level, whatever that looks like. So I'm ready for us to dive in. So let's get started. Yes. Oh my gosh. Let's do it. Because it's really in linking arms with each other. It gets us through. Because something we were talking about when we were on a call last week was just how lonely it can feel as an entrepreneur. And, you know, a lot of people in my circle of friends didn't really understand what I was doing. So it really involved, you know, putting myself in new rooms, which as an introvert at heart was not easy for me to do. How about you? Were you always like, did you find it lonely when you first started in the online space or what was your journey like? 100% lonely. And I am just like, 
I coin myself as a extroverted introvert. Like I can go out, but then I have to quickly recharge because I am just emotionally drained, like they're energetically and emotionally, right? Because you pour your heart and soul into what you do. So yeah, very much an introvert. And when I came into the online space, it was a place where the intention was, well, I can reach masses. And it's true, right? Because our reach is limitless. However, our potential is limited because it becomes the silo, this lonely island that is just you, yourself, and I. And we realized like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like our whole mission, go empower women. But then you look around these four walls, it's like, go team. And you give yourself a pat on the back and you clap your own hand and it's kind of like high-fiving yourself. But this is the beauty of what we do, that we can be in a space and then connect and fulfill that mission by joining arms and linking forces and going after the, you know, the, the masses in a way that feels like we're strength in numbers, that we are a community, we're collaborating, we're having these deep conversations. And it's closing that gap for those that are listening, like, yeah, that's me right now. I'm, I am alone. Well, the good news is you might be alone at this very moment, but it's going to change by the end of this episode because we're going to invite you into our communities and be a part of what we're doing. And, and really, that is the goal. Come in, be a part of what we're doing, experiencing it, and knowing that you're going to be doing business and life and all the good things together with somebody. So your journey alone stops today. Yes. And, you know, I think it's worth mentioning too that our brain is designed to keep us safe. And in being an entrepreneur, I think a lot of times when we're first starting out, we start to see others as our competition. We're like, oh my gosh, she's already doing the thing I want to do, or she's like ahead of me in my community doing the same thing. And you really almost have to take a step back because that's just our primal brain trying to keep us safe. It's the whole scarcity mindset. But once you truly shift that mindset to, you know what? She's doing the same thing as me. That's proof that I'm on the right track. That's proof that there is a market demand and I can link arms with her because there's so much abundance in this world. It really starts with doing the inner work and knowing that, you know what, even though she's doing the same thing as me, I still bring a unique set of experiences and value to the table. And if we can link arms together, together we're stronger and we can help each other on the journey because she gets what I'm going through. She understands navigating this uncharted territory that a lot of people in my world don't understand. So I think, you know, step one just comes to really being okay inside with, you know, there's going to be other people doing what you're doing, but shifting that to what that's showing me that it's possible. That means that I'm on the right track and I can get into her world and learn from her. I mean, that right there is incredible. That made such a difference in my business. Oh, for sure. And I love that you brought that up about the competitive side of it, because I think if, you know, let's take a step back when we talk about Building your business and building it online, and especially when it comes to the the whole dun, 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 market research, right? So you're right. like, go find your competitors, go see what somebody else is doing and do it better, different. And you know, the intention is there, but if you don't take that information and apply it in a positive way, it can be a very scary place to dwell because you're like, I got competitors, like I know this, so I don't want to focus on that because they're going to shine lights on the areas that I need improvement which are exposing my weaknesses, right? So if you don't have that sound mindset going into it, you're going to get sucked into that, you know, comparison gap. And it's like a vortex sucks you away and possibly even sweeps your dreams away, right? So when we're in that space, I think it's important to note that you go into the competition side of it just to, to almost validate your ideas and to see what are possible, the potential that is beyond that. But please don't use that as a way to shy away because what you don't realize is your competition, their strengths might be actually something that you need to build better, bigger business, whatever you want to call it. And so now you're plugging holes by collaborating with other individuals that are also on similar paths. So we have to look at it now as like, that's not competition, that's collaboration. They're going to help get me and my message and serve more people at a higher level So that's like a no-brainer, like join forces, reach out to that competitor, admire them and compliment them. Say, hey, I love what you're doing in this space. I'm in a similar space. I do X, Y, and Z. I see that you do, you know, ABC, whatever it is. I would love for us to collaborate because now we're making a bigger impact and changing the lives of our women 
at the core. And that is ultimately the goal. So when we get out of our own way and think of it as this is me, my business, me and my mission, all this stuff, right? That is your drive, but that can't be the driver. It has to have a whole different concept and a mindset. So I love that you brought that up. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, honestly, in my experience, my quote unquote competition have become some of my best referral sources because there's times when I hit capacity and I cannot take on any more clients or there will be times when it's like, you know what? I know that I'm not the best person to serve you, but I know someone that can help you. And really the power of that, just that mutual benefit is huge. Absolutely huge. And I think that helps me get through even imposter syndrome. I don't know if you, you know, noticed this when you were first writing your book, which I would love to get into more of that because that was like the coolest thing hearing your story about that. But, you know, looking at something like writing a book, okay, there's so many books on the same topic. But for me, like I am a book lover. Like I am a self-help, business development, leadership, like give me all of the things junkie. I love learning others' perspectives because it takes that one person saying their story in a unique way that I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally can relate to the journey that Rachel's been on. And that right there is guiding me because guess what? Even though it was a similar message to something I've heard before, it hits differently coming from each one of us. We have so much to bring to the table that it's like, okay, just because somebody else has written a book on confidence you know what? The world needs your contributions as well. So how did you navigate like the imposter syndrome that came with it? Was that something you even experienced when you first decided like, you know, the universe kept telling you like, hey, you should write a book. Hey, you should write a book. And, you know, you kept saying like, no, 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 that's great. But no, thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> tell me more about that. Very much so. And, and, you know, for context, those that are listening, when Amy and I briefly chatted last week or so, just sat on connection call, just to have great conversation because. I want to connect with people in my space. And we learned quickly that we had so much in common. And then, you know, podcasters and business and, you know, all the things, confidence. And that's why we said, well, let's let's carry this conversation on and, and bring it into a podcast because, you know, what we're sharing just amongst each other was inspiring. I left that conversation in awe. And I was like, oh my gosh, I Amy's story is incredible. I love her grit. I love her willingness to you know, figure things out. She built a business in the middle of a pandemic that is booming and thriving. She has built her company to where it becomes really women-centric. And actually, if your domain, right, mom's on a mission. So when we talk about this, so those that don't know me, if you're listening on Amy's podcast, and obviously our listeners in the Confident Woman podcast, I'm not a mom. So this makes sense. Like, here's a collaborative place because I'm learning from, you know, a mom who is also inspiring me because how you parent your children, you parent businesses, right? You parent and upbring other women. So I learned just so much just from, you know, momming that I'm not momming from Amy. And I was like, ooh, this is so good. So this is a part, this perfect opportunity where we just talked about collaboration. You're doing something similar in a different space. Let's join forces. I'm almost the minority. I don't have children. So it's like, how do we link arms and still empower those women, right? So to your context about imposter syndrome, have I experienced it? A thousand percent. Do I experience today? A thousand percent. That's the reality of it. It'll never go away because as you continue growing and and leveling up, you will encounter new spaces, new obstacles, new challenge. And all that's doing is exposing the areas that you need to grow and improve. And, you know, if you, you don't just arrive and you have everything you need to be qualified for your mission or what you're called to do. It's in those gaps that shine the light on areas of improvement so you can strengthen those, work on those, find people that complement those and become better all around. So imposter syndrome through and through happens every single day. Well, the confident woman doesn't walk around confident all the time. Not at all. She's walking around very incompetent sometimes, but she has the willingness to go after the life that she wants. She has the willingness to learn whatever she needs. She has the willingness to connect and meet other individuals to collaborate, to leverage their strengths and weaknesses, to build something bigger, better, because that's what confident women do. They show up regardless of where they're at. And that's the version that, you know, our listeners, our community that we instill in that is this, go after it, give it a try, figure it out. You're going to fail. I fail. Amy fails. We all fail. (laughs) 
But guess what? We learn from it. And guess what? That learning and that lesson builds that resilience. So you just get back up again. And so being confident is how quickly you can get back up. And that I think is really cool. So yes, I battle imposter syndrome every single day, basically like, you know, because I'm learning and pushing myself to boundaries that stretch and expand me into something that I feel will be better for either myself or for the women that I help lead. And I think that that is an important note for myself because it helps keep me in check so that I don't just, you know, succumb to the obstacles and say, well, this is really hard. I'm not going to do it. But starting out with the book, I mean, this was several years back where I was deep in my own like personal growth and transformation journey at that point where I had this pivotal moment in my life where I said, this can't be life anymore. Just something has to change. And I don't know what it is or how to change it. However, I can't keep going on the pace and the rate in the season that I'm in. And so I was working with a coach at the time. And I remember sharing a story with her. And she was just like, wow, you should write a book about that. And I was like, do you not hear me? Like the work that we're doing, it's messy. It's ugly. We're walking through it right now. And she goes, no, I still think that you should write a book about it. I said, okay, noted, whatever. And so I, I dismissed it. And then, you know, towards the end of our time together, she said, I really think you should consider writing a book. And I said, yeah, like chill. <laughs> You've already said this. I got it. And, you know, I dismissed it because I remember even telling her, who am I? I'm not an author. I'm not a writer. I'm just this big old ball of mess just trying to make my way through every single day. What value do I have? What possibly can I contribute? What? Who am I, right? All the fears, all the anxieties, all the worries, the doubts, insecurities, everything keep percolating there at the top of my head and shouting loudly like, yeah, Rachel, just shut up. You don't don't write a book. You suck. And I believed it. And as much as I was in the work of doing the personal growth and development, I actually still believed it because I hadn't believed in myself yet. Others, including my coach at the time, had saw the potential and the belief in me. And that was all you need. Sometimes you just need somebody to give you that go ahead and say, you can do it. I believe in you. And, you know, through that, the two seeds that she had planted, a few months later, I'd gone to a women's event out in LA and just talking to all these new people that I hadn't met. And I remember sharing a, a story with another girl and she's like, wow, have you ever considered writing a book? And I said, wow, this is like now the third time it's happened in a short amount of time frame." And I said, yeah, actually, um, somebody else had mentioned it to me before, but I don't think that's for me. She was, I think it is. And I said, okay, whatever. Again, noted. Now we're at duly noted. And then she messages me a short while after the event, like a couple months later and said, hey, I've been thinking about you. And I, I really think that you should write a book. Now this is the fourth time. There's no denying. There's no escaping. Like there's no pretending this was just a coincidence. So I chewed on it. And I considered, well, what could be possible if I shared my story or, you know, shared pieces of of what I'm going through? What could happen? And a couple months later, after chewing that and really taking, you know, finishing up my coaching, I was doing a lot of deep dive. I think, uh, you know, I had just come off my competitions. So I was really in that space. And I messaged her a short time later and said, hey, I'd given some thought to what you had said. I think I'm ready. And before I can even wait for her response, she was already piping in with, great, let me connect you with my friend who is a book coach. And before I can even reply back, in pops this like group chat and there's no turning back now. I chatted (laughs) with the girl who was helping me connect with this book writing coach. And I got on a call with a book writing coach and within like three minutes, it felt like it all happened. I was already set and ready to go. And I had my first appointment with that coach later that week. And the ball had been set in motion. You know, we had this whole system set up. The book itself was written in a matter of like six months. And just through the whole journey of writing and growing and learning. But that was just, I'm sharing that because of the context of how many times have we told ourselves no? How many times have we put ourselves on a back burner? How many times have we limited our potential and the impact and the success and the the connections, right? There's so many things that we, by saying no, we dismiss. And that's dismissing those individuals that saw the potential in me before I saw it in myself, right? 
So I'm sharing this because there's a point and there's a context, but there's also some of the background that I probably don't even share enough, even on my own podcast, because I don't interview myself. Like it's kind of weird. So I love that you brought that up because, you know, in that whole saying yes to me and my story. And I remember my book coach was one of the questions she asked me probably, you know, a few weeks into it. She goes, do you know who you're writing this book for? And I said, um, at this point, I still didn't have the belief in me. I was just going through the motions until I really, you know, believed in it. I said, I don't know for that one person who's probably going to read it. <laughs> and she goes, no, think again. And I said, well, first I'm, I'm writing the story because I need to own it. And she goes, stop right there. That's exactly what you're writing. And I said, what, what do you mean? She goes, when you start owning your story, other people will be drawn to it and you'll empower and inspire others. And I said, well, I'm a big old mess. I fumble with my words. I don't even know how to say or write. And she goes, write the story. Your words will come later because when you own it, you live it, you breathe it, it becomes a part of you and it becomes who you are. And I said, so it's not who I am now. She goes, no, it's all part of you. These are, this is your past. This is you know what you're building in the future. What are you doing right here and now? You're writing, you're sharing, you're opening from your heart, living authentically. And you're being vulnerable and transparent and all this stuff. And I was just like, ooh, right? I was sucked in from that moment because it was like, that was actually, I didn't realize it at the time. That's what I needed. That's what I longed for. And that's what I craved because I had been living in a place that felt like it was just masked, right? Because for those listening, my the name of my book is Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness, and Self-Love. So I was living with the pretenses of covering myself and my whole facade with a mask because it was about chasing perfection that doesn't exist. And on the outside, I still was afraid to be seen on the inside. So we wear this, uh, we project out the life that we want other people to see. And I realized I was doing that, but it was all for, you know, you'll have to read the book to really get the context of it. But I had to learn to flip the script and realize that it wasn't about me anymore. I had to overcome what I had gone through so that I can now break through and empower others to do the same. So sharing just that bits of the the story and it went on, you know, I published the book in 2020 and it went on to be a four-time award-winning book. It has impacted the lives of countless people around the world. And, you know, when I look at it from that perspective, what if I had said no and never did anything with it? How many people needed to hear my story? How many other people's lives were, you know, impacted, would have not been impacted had I not gone through and said yes. So I truly believe in women supporting women, empowering women, encouraging women, inspiring women, all this stuff, right? Because we don't see the potential that lies within us. Sometimes we need to have others shine it for us and say, this is, you're missing. This is your greatness because we're in our messes. We don't see it. We see everything negative about us. We've lived our life. So we can't possibly think that other people could see all this awesomeness in us if we're deep in the, in the trenches of our own mess. So I love that you brought this question up. And you know, I'm curious even to bounce the question back off of you and how you, you know, came about in your story too. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing that I absolutely love. I love that you share that it's messy. Life is messy and we all have those doubts. I mean, for other people looking at us, they're probably like, oh my gosh, they've got it all. Heck no, you are absolutely 100% right. Imposter syndrome still kicks in hard. And owning a business, I feel like has been the biggest personal growth journey ever because you really do have to do the inner work and be willing to show up. Because for me, it's knowing that, okay, I have the solution to someone's problem. So because I have that solution, it's not about me. It's about them. It is my responsibility to share it with them because I don't want another woman to feel lost and alone on the journey. So my journey actually started, you know, when I graduated college back in 2006, I thought I had life figured out. You know, I went through the motions. I was a box checker. Like, okay, let's Let's get the job. Let's get married. Let's have the house. Let's have the kids. And have, you know, just everything that I thought, quote unquote, I needed to be successful because that's what society told me. That's what I was brought up with. And don't get me wrong, like I have a great family. I had a great upbringing. But, you know, again, I was living life for someone else. It was very much 
always seeking that external validation. Like, oh, you're doing great in school, wonderful job. You know, it was always about pleasing others. But during the pandemic, I had the opportunity to take a furlough from my career. And I was like, you know what? I've got a kindergartner and a preschooler at home. Like, there's no childcare. I don't have any other choice. So let's do it. Well, towards the end of the school year, like made it through homeschooling, I started to get nervous. I'm like, okay, it's been almost three months. Like, I'm not getting called back. So I really did that deep dive into going, is this really fulfilling me anymore? Do I even want to go back? And the answer was no. I've changed a lot. I've grown a lot. And that's okay. You know, really being okay with changing my mind. And that wasn't easy because there were a lot of people, especially close to me, that questioned me. That were like, you know what? You're, you're throwing away a degree. You're throwing away a license. Why would you do this? You went to school. You, you spent a lot of money. And that was hard, especially when people coming at you from in your inner circle are, are questioning you. And it makes you question yourself. But realizing, you know what? We've got this one life to live. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live it for me. I'm going to live it without regrets on my terms. Because I want to show my girls that it's possible. That it's okay to change your mind. But looking back at it, I realized now I'm doing what I loved about my career. So I was in outpatient physical therapy and orthopedics. So I saw a lot of post-surgical patients. So they would you know, go in, have their knee replaced, have their hip replaced. We work towards the goal of getting them back to their normal lives. I'm doing that now. I'm empowering and educating my clients on how to achieve the success that they desire. So I'm getting to do every single day what I absolutely loved but healthcare's changed a lot and it just didn't align anymore. So now I finally have the life of flexibility and freedom, which is a double-edged sword because now it's me versus me. It's that I have to show up, that I have to do the work, that I've really had to embrace who I am becoming, embracing that confidence. Because for the longest time growing up, I thought, you know, there would be this magical destination that you get to that one day, like rainbows and butterflies and everything like would happen all at once. But it's like, no, the beauty is embracing the journey because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Why am I waiting until one day, one day, maybe I'll be healthy enough to travel when I retire. Maybe my spouse will be healthy enough that we can take those trips that we've always been getting. No, let's start living today. Because here's the thing, even if I fall flat on my face, my business would burn to the ground. Are there going to be ways that I can generate money? Sure. So is worst case really that bad? That if I am a complete and utter failure, is it really that bad? No, because I can pivot. Because I am now taking back my power because I'm designing a life on my terms. That I'm finally living for today, not one day. In the future that I might get, that I might not get, I don't know, maybe if, you know, the stock market doesn't crash, I can retire. But no, I want to live this life now. And I'll tell you, it's beautiful, but it's still hard. You know, there's some days where that self-doubt really does creep in. You're like, gosh, is this worth it? But yeah. You know, being crystal clear on like my why, why am I doing this? Why am I continuing to show up? It's for the next woman. It's so that she doesn't feel alone, that she doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm the only one feeling this way. No, that's normal. We just have to learn to be aware of those thoughts and that awareness of our thoughts, of our mindset. That's the first step to change. Like knowing like, okay, you know, these, these thoughts of imposter syndrome or that I'm not good enough, it's creeping in. Okay, that's just a thought. That's not a reality. And realizing that really, truly does make the biggest difference. Mm, I love your story. I mean, you just went after, you know, you talk about being laid off during the pandemic. And you said, well, I got to make the best of this time anyway. And I love that you brought in all of your uniqueness of who you are into the home life. You started schooling your children at home and still living and leading, right? And then you tie that into, well, I take this at my job and this is what I'm really good at. How can I then turn this into something that allows me that freedom of flexibility to be at home with my children, to come and go and do all the stuff and still feel so meaningful and fulfilled 
by doing what I was doing for other patients. So I love that when you, you know, bringing it full circle with how you close with this concept of self-awareness, you're spot on. Self-awareness is, is exactly that. When you've recognized that there's something different, that, that things need to change, or you've tapped into your own potential and said, well, how can I leverage this? Or how can I do this better? Right. That is self-awareness. It's kind of when we're just sleepwalking through life and we just expect the world to just give you everything you want. And, you know, that's not going to happen. It's about recognizing and aligning yourself with the outcome of what you truly desire and want to achieve and become. Well, the becoming part is actually in alignment with it. So you, we have that concept where it's like, oh, if you have the perfect life, then you can be happy and you could do all the things that just bring you joy, right? Oh man, how backwards that is. Oh my gosh, exactly. Because it was almost like I was when, then. Yes, 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 life, yes. Like, okay, when I retire, then I'll do this. When the kids are older, then I'll do that. And it's like, well, why? And, you know, part of the journey for me was, you know, I'm building this business during a pandemic. I know it was growing. And that was like the coolest thing ever, because here's the thing. I don't have a business degree. So that, you know, sets in a lot of, again, that imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to be like running a business? But I was doing it. And in my community, what I found was I kept trying to find rooms that I fit into. and I just did it. So that's when I started my own community because it was like, I can't find my people. So, you know, it's like that old saying goes, if you can't find your table, build your own. Yes. So that's what I would love to encourage if you are listening to this podcast and you cannot find your people. I'm telling you what, they're out there. They're looking for you too. But sometimes you have to be the one to have the courage to be like, hey, I'm here. My community started as a Facebook group on a whim. And in growing that first business, I found myself teaching others like, okay, this is what I've done. Here's how I've navigated this. And here's how I've, I've done what I have. Like nothing out there that we are teaching is like, new information. Everything you need to know to grow, it's on the internet. You can literally Google anything. That's the beauty of the day and age we're living in. But the problem is, is we get in our heads and we don't implement it because we're consumed, 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 consumed. So we have all these amazing ideas, all this information, but we don't do anything with it. But that's where community really helps you get through to the next step in getting that, that outside feedback, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? Getting that, those people that will encourage you instead of question you. Because I'll tell you what, like a lot of guilt kicked in for me in, you know, pivoting away from that first career, even in pivoting away from that first very lucrative business. I was like, okay, this is paying a lot of bills here. And I'm going to walk away from it because I really know now what I'm truly passionate about. That was hard. That was really hard to let that go. But in order to grow, I needed to let go because that was something that was leading me in the right direction. And if I hadn't built that first business, how would I then discover that's what I love doing? I love doing what I did in my career in the first business. Marry those two together. I found my purpose. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that you brought up purpose because it's, you know, that's almost like the, I don't know if it's just me or, but you could tell me if this is you too, but I've been having conversations. It's just kind of like eavesdropping on others in a sense where it's like, I haven't found my purpose. Have you found your purpose? It's one of those kind of things, right? Like you show me mine, I'll show you yours. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, no, no purpose. Let's talk about purpose for a second. Purpose doesn't find you. It's there the whole time that you have to discover it. And I say that purpose is really the crossroads of interests and passions and also your overcoming something that really lights you up. So, you know, for me, it was my my purpose was going through my own transformational journey and just given a vow that said, I vow to never go back to where I was and to give back to those that are, um, you know, whether they're one step behind me or 200 steps behind me, it doesn't matter. Because I tap into that pain point each day where it's like, remind yourself where you came from, because that feeling, there's somebody there in that same point in the season that you are at. So this is why you've done what you do. This is why you create the spaces. This is why you create the programs, the podcast. All of it is really for the all the creativity that went behind it is really meant for that next woman because she's going to need a different stage or a version of that. 
And then it's about, you know, the, when we talk about collaboration, it's about connecting with incredible women such as yourself who do coaching. And it's like, I had to really come to that terms. It's like, I'm not a coach. Like everyone just assumed you're coaching, you're coaching, you're coaching. I do do coaching, but on a high level where it's about let's build your business behind us. And that was something I had to really recognize with myself because I'm just a you know recovering perfectionist, former people pleaser, still ple- people pleasing at times. My thing is like, oh, that woman needs me. I got to go help her. I got to go write a program. I got to do this. And it's like, that's not who you are at this point. Like you got a purpose and you're getting them there, but you single-handedly cannot lead every single person. This is where we talk about collaboration. So if I got hundreds of women, I know that I can't get every woman to the stage that she needs. Let me go find those people that are skilled in those departments of what that woman needs. And this is where we level up and we elevate and we become, right? So it's the we, this is where we talk about community. So if you're that woman who's like, yeah, it sounds all well and good. Like, I don't know, you guys are just talking about stuff and telling stories, but what are the practicals? Well, great. We'll talk about the practicals because this is exactly what we do. So the practicals, when you're sitting on the other side, wondering if this is for you, this life, right? This dream that has been on your heart and you're still trying to figure out, is this my purpose? Is this my passion? Is this where I'm driven? Like, what is this, right? Go deep into the thoughts of that pain point for yourself, whatever that story is that you're telling yourself, that narrative, right? So having tapped into that emotional feeling behind it, and now look at your strengths and your interests and things that you have overcome or you know others have can can help support that. And now you intersect those two because now you have that fuel behind you, which is your passion. Whether it's negative or positive, it's going to drive you. It's going to light you up. And then when that purpose aligns with your passions, that's where that sweet spot is and you go after that. So I always say like passion or purpose is about the things that light you up or piss you off. So you can be an advocate for something. You can say, this this is who I am and who I stand for. You can be an advocate for somebody else. It could be something like is uh, social injustice, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? Like all these things that we see because people are now stepping into their power and their power is about pursuing life with, on, and for a purpose and leading others. And maybe that's just the space that you and I are finding ourselves in, right, Amy? So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're surrounding ourselves by purpose-driven women that are on a mission to, you know, fulfill their God-given gifts and talents. And this is what we're doing. We're living out our purpose. The purpose will will change plans here and there, but the direction and the outcome is still there, right? So this is where we kind of zig and zag and incorporate more of that flexibility and freedom into our schedule to allow us to do that. So think back, you know, those that are listening, think back on something that you really feel called for, called to, and have experienced from, right? So having those and tapping into what are your current strengths and passions, right? Everyone has strengths. We might not see them all. And sometimes we have to ask outside friends and family, ask those that are closest to us because they see us differently. And then how you can intersect those, right? Your strengths, your passions, your purpose, and start pursuing that. And if you don't know how, come into communities such as mine and Amy's. This is what we do. We teach you. We lead you. We create spaces for you. We bring in other women that are educators or experts in those departments that help facilitate this as well. And there's no shortage of supplies as to how we do this. It's just you got to get out of your own way and think that you have to tackle this all on your own. Listen, when I share things, it's about my own revelations, right? Like these are things that I have learned for myself. So I've been in this space where I thought I had to do that all alone. And I realized that that was ego driven. So. I had to step aside and say, yes, this is your mission, your drive, but you can't lead you and others if you can't get out of your own way. And I was like, ooh, I just got, you know, sucker punched there. And I got truth bomb. I was like, all right, that's right. I got convicted. And, and that's where I realized this is beyond me. This is this vision, this, this purpose is bigger than me. And that's where I had to step outside of myself. So I encourage you to really just lean lean on your current community if they are uh, serving and supporting you. And if they're not, find a place where you belong. And I'm going to stress that word, belong. You don't fit in. We don't find places we fit in. We don't, we don't try to squeeze in things. We see how that fits when we're trying to fit in smaller size pants. It's a hot mess. Nobody feels good after that. Right? So, <laughs> we've, all, we've all been there. We're all trying to fit in our jeans from how long ago? They just don't fit, right? So stop trying to fit into places you don't belong. And if you don't know where you belong, be the leader. 
and attract those people, they'll come to you because that's a place where they belong. Exactly. Exactly. I think it was Chris Harder that said, you know, ego has our biggest overhead. And isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. We're so wrapped up in what other people think about us and their judgments. And we are giving their power and them so much more power over ourselves. And it's like, no, we've got to get out of our own way. Give ourselves permission to show up messy, vulnerable, because that's what attracts our people to us. It's so much easier. It's not easy, but it's easier when you just show up as you, because guess what? The reality is you're not going to be here for everyone. And that's okay. You really have to get okay with that. And then just really taking that messy action. I know some people hate that term, but you know what? I'm a mom and motherhood is messy. So I am a fan of taking messy action because if it weren't for messy action, I'd be like you stuck in analysis paralysis, perfection mode, trying to make everything so perfect looking. I'd still be in that nine to five that no longer served me going, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll do that. But no, it was taking that messy action that created that momentum, getting out of my way and just detaching from the outcome and going, you know what? Okay, let's, let's do the work and see, let's start with what does success look like to me? Like, what do I want my life to look like? Because at the end of the day, I think we get so wrapped up in what everybody else is doing and thinking and saying that. We lose sight of that. And it's a noisy world out there. So I think it's important that we do take time to just step back and go, what do I really want out of this life? What does this version of success look like to me? And I, I'll tell you why. When I, I ask myself this question on a regular basis, and it's like, you know what? I'm living that right now. I'm living yeah. that because I'm taking those intentional actions to get there. I'm doing it scared. I'm doing it messy. I'm showing up regardless of what the outcome is. Yes. There. That gave me so much of my power back. And I feel like I'm really stepping then into that next level version of myself because I'm showing up every day as if I'm already there. Right. Right. And, And that to your point is like, you create this vision for yourself. You know, so I want to take a step back for a second here because it's been a hot topic too. And we talk about the success, right? How we define success, how we define success is really unique to everybody, right? It's kind of like, well, how do you define love, right? It's something that you experience and it's only unique to your own. You could look up dictionary definitions and say what it is, but yet success ultimately is a feeling of fulfillment. It, It connects on an emotional level. So when you don't have a vision for your life, that's where we go and, you know, if you don't have a vision, you perish, right? You don't have a you don't have a reason to get up. You don't have a drive. You don't have a, a destination. You don't have something to look forward to, right? These are what visions are for. It's kind of the the casting the net wide and far because you know the direction where you want to go. You know what lights you up, but yet maybe you don't have the pieces figured out yet, but that will come in time. So having this vision allows you now to see what the future could look like, what this this woman that you need to become, who she'll be like, what this vision of this business or idea or, you know, next venture, whatever this looks like in the seasons that you're in. And having those visions allows you now to reverse engineer that because the gap from today, where you're at today versus the woman or the direction of where you want to go, there's this gap. And that's when we look at what is this vision, getting so crystal clear on it and recognizing now, if this is the vision, this is the mission, this is the direction, who do I have to become to to execute that, right? To accomplish that, to be successful at achieving it, right? So we ask ourselves those questions because asking those questions allows us to take that deep dive into our own inner work and say, ooh, yeah, well, that future version of me, she's badass, she's confident, she's doing this, right? Like whatever the story is that you're telling yourself, but now take a step back and say, how are you aligning yourself today with that future version of who you want to become? Does she show up energetically? Is she motivated? Is she, what are her habits, right? So our habits help us align with this version of who we want to become. So asking ourselves those questions and what are we focusing on? 
How are we taking care of ourselves from the inside out? How are we speaking to and about ourselves? How are we caring for ourselves from, you know, health and wellness perspective? Who are the people that we're surrounding ourselves? Are they enabling and empowering us to go after this higher version of ourselves? Or are they holding us back, right? So there's so many questions that we can ask ourselves, but that's the point. Touch base with yourself. Check in with yourself. Bringing it back to Amy's note about self-awareness. If you don't know yourself, you don't know where you're going and then you won't know where you're coming from, right? Because there's that gap. Learn former version of you and get acquainted with future version of you because in this present moment of the power of now is who you become because each day you're moving further into the direction where you want to go because you're tackling each day and saying, today I'm going to be my best self. What does that look like? Well, the future version does X, Y, and Z. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. And guess what? I'm going to do it all tomorrow too, right? And so you kind of have this fun. You you go on this mission and it's about becoming a better version of you today because you know at the, at the end of this road that you're traveling, that becomes the prize. That becomes the goal. And every time you level up, you're going to level up again. And that's a beautiful thing, even though it might not feel like it because there's those growing pains and those are struggles. But when you're in the depths of it, know that that is just a season and this too shall pass. It always does. But that's where growth is. It's messy. It's ugly. It's uncomfortable. And as Amy had said, you know, having taken that messy, imperfect action is better than taking no action at all. Because taking that messy first step, you're going to learn from it. You're going to massage it in a way that, that feels more comfortable for the next time. And you're going to continue that pattern because it becomes less and less painful and strenuous each time you go, because now you've built that the history of confidence and credibility in your own success path. Right. And then when you can really detach from the outcome and really embrace it and the mess along the way, that's where you learn so much. Because honestly, my biggest failures have taught me more than all of my successes combined. Because they teach me something. They are learning experiences. So we can teach our brains to reframe this as, okay, you know what? This isn't really a quote-unquote failure. I really don't think failure exists unless we actually lay down and stop trying altogether. It's just redirection. That right there is such valuable information because it's telling us, all right, you know what? This didn't go so well. What can we do better next time? Or, you know, how can we change our messaging. I mean, there's so many things that when we view business and life and all of those experiences as information, as data, we can use that to skyrocket our success so much quicker because we're learning from it. It's teaching us something. It's just like, you know, when we're a baby and we're learning to walk for the first time, you don't just stand up and run. No, you've got to fall down over and over and over. And that's rewiring your brain. It's teaching you, okay, all right, this is how we need to adjust my center of gravity to the point where it becomes normal. You can just literally pop up and run if you wanted to. But again, it takes falling down to learn. That's what's teaching you. The joy is in the journey of it all. I'm really leaning into that, leaning into that discomfort, which is going to feel so weird and so awkward at first because, again, it doesn't feel normal for your brain. Your brain's just trying to conserve energy and keep you safe. Those two things. And it's primal. So the more you keep showing up like that next version of yourself, you teach your brain that, you know what, that, that is you. That is who you are. And then you develop that belief and you show up even more confidently. So confidence isn't something, I'm sorry, you're going to wake up with magically one day. It's it's in just detaching from the outcome and be like, you know what? I've got value to bring to the table and I'm just going to keep showing up and do it regardless of what anyone thinks. But when it comes down to it, people aren't paying as much attention to us as we think they are. We're really like harsh critics on ourselves, but... I mean, think about it. People are busy. They're in their own heads. They're not paying as much attention as we think they are. Oh, for sure. And that's uh, something that you definitely have to get get past, right? So if you're spending like 80% of your time thinking about yourself, what do you think other people are doing? Same. <laughs> and so I remember hearing a quote and I, I 
I'm going to butcher it. I know I will because I'm not very good at the the memory part here of, of like, because you hear it so many times and you're like trying to remember. It's something where the concept of when we're focused on self, we're suffering, right? Because all we're doing is, is me, 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 right? We're whoa, whoa, whoa. And that's a suffering attitude. So when we start flipping that script and focusing now on service instead of self, we become free because we don't care about what other people are thinking or doing, right? Because we're not even in that space. We're in a space of giving instead of the receiving. What are they thinking of me? What are they going to say about me? What are, I mean, listen, I've been there. I've gotten to this point where I don't know, maybe it just comes with age and wisdom and just experience. And I don't even have time to think about what other people think of me. Like flashes of it. I'm like, cool. I, I don't really care. I mean, it is what it is because I always know that for me, if I live and lead intentionally from love and service and, you know, that's how I show up, then that's the best that I know that I can leave behind. So if somebody didn't appreciate that, then, you know, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not for everybody. And just like what Amy said, like you can't be. So you're going to, people aren't going to jam with you. That's cool. You're not going to jam with everyone. And that's cool too. But knowing your strengths and who you are, and getting out of your own way, because at the end of the day, this life is to give it away. That's what it is. We're not here as consumers of this world. We're not here for me, 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 me. Because if that's the case, why are you even in business? Like you got to get out of business. Your business is going to sink and fail and all this stuff. Because if you're very self-centered, that is not a business. That's something just for yourself. So flipping that script on that point, it really allowed me to step away from my own inside voice and thinking, well, what are they saying? What are they thinking? Uh, do they like you? You know what? I don't have time for that. And I'm not saying that I don't ever because yes, it does penetrate through my mind like, ooh, I hope I hope I made a good impression or I hope I, you know, because these are, this is real things, right? These are real things that humans go through. But I can't let that one experience or that one person or that one time in the grand scheme of things hold me back because there's so many other people that need the unique gifts that only you can serve the world. Exactly. And I mean, that's that's human nature. We want to be accepted. That's like a primal desire that we have. We want to be accepted by others. But at the end of the day, others' judgments of you are not a reflection of you. Mm -hmm. They're entitled to their opinion and their opinion of you may not be truth about you. And that's okay. And their judgments are none of your business. Anyways, once you stop giving them so much power, it's like, okay, well, they must have a lot going on in their lives. You know, if they're coming at you from a place of negativity, it's like, hey, you just have to be the bigger person. And again, Stop seeking that external validation and go, okay, they're entitled to their opinion. And again, I'm not going to be for everyone and I won't be for everyone. Just as you said, it perfectly stated. Oh, so good, Rachel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, I, like I said, this is something I'm, I'm really just experiencing in this season because it does, it breaks my heart to, you know, if somebody, you know, more or less didn't get the best of me. And I feel like that's a part of me. Right. And, and I do take that personally because I'm like, Ooh, did I not show up as my best? Like what, you know, I'll get in my head and I'll start thinking about that stuff. But what you had said, you know, you want to make the imprint and the, the impact. And it's really not about the you it's about what comes through you because that is the likability where somebody's going to be like, wow, that, that conversation I had with Amy or Rachel, that really, it lit me up. Right. So that's the impact. That's the difference. That's the things that you want to make. Not, oh, did she compliment me on my hair or my clothes? Did she, you know, like it, it, those are so superficial. And so I think just getting beyond that and really recognizing that those who need your message and need you will find it, right? You'll deliver on that end. And you can't get caught up on that one or two people that are just negative naysayers. They're always out there, right? But please don't let that hold you back. And especially even in your own head, right? So you can have like the outside world saying, who are you? Look at you. You just did that. And then your inside voice is like, see, I told you. And then, you know, you don't take that action because you have the inner and the outer both telling you the same BS lie. But that's not the truth because you know your truth. Why are you here, right? Purpose precedes all things. Yeah, it truly, it truly does. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about impacting the world. 
It's about helping others, creating that impact together, about serving others. Mm-hmm. And if we can create more of that in this world, imagine what an awesome place it's going to be for future generations, for each other now. I mean, we have an impact to make. Every single person in this world is here for a reason. I firmly believe that. And it's our job to really uncover what that purpose is. And you uncover it by taking action, by getting out there and seeking to serve others. How can you impact lives? Because you have an impact to make. It is in you. So you need to get out of your own way and start impacting others. Absolutely. And for those who are looking for more impact, we actually have the Confident Woman Impact Accelerator Program which is a really cool eight-week program designed to really help you, you know, overcome those limiting beliefs, you know, reclaim your power and create a life that you absolutely love. And so we, we help guide you through those eight weeks. And so Amy and I are doing a collab here. And this is really cool because I can't tell you which week she's going to be a part of because this is going to be like super incredible experience. But we'd love to invite you into this program, into our community and be a part of it because we want to witness your tr- transformation, your growth. And be a part of that impact that you're going to go out and make a difference in the world. And so our impact will help impact and help those impact and so on, right? We see this ripple effect. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful journey that we get to embark on together and bringing it full circle in this whole entire conversation is like, this is how we connected. Amy and I just said, hey, we're in similar spaces. We do different things. Let's see what can happen. And here we are. We collaborated and we're bringing the beautiful program to you guys. So those that are interested, please definitely check out the show notes below or go to my website, IamRachelBrooks.com forward slash impact hyphen accelerator. And we'll be see you there. But on a side note, we'll bring it back. But I just want to throw that plug in because the importance of impact, right? Impact not only expands your reach, but it also gives you kind of that, that little ding, right? The little gold star like this is what we're doing it for. When we could start unfolding and seeing the information, you know, bring back to us, it gives us validation to keep doing the things that we're doing, right? So if we're looking from our place of self-service, yes, having validation helps reaffirm and reassure that we're on the right path. So this has just been a beautiful conversation and connection with Amy and and those others that are a part of our program as well, because together we're joining forces, we're empowering the masses beyond our reaches, right? If we were doing a single handedly, which we know is that lonely island. And that's where, you know, if we don't get out of our own way, then what's going to happen to that hope and dream? Because you can't do everything all alone. It's impossible. We're made for community. We're made to be a part of something bigger beyond ourselves. And that's what we do when we connect with others. So this is just, I love our conversation, Amy. I don't know about you. And I hope our listeners are loving it too, because we can just jam on this all day. Oh my gosh, I know. And it really is that ripple effect though. It's just being willing to put yourself out there and say, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Let's link arms together and see how we can collaborate and help each other. And it truly does. It is a ripple effect that impacts so many lives. Absolutely. And so to, for our listeners, tell us how they could find more about you and, and all the awesome stuff that you guys are doing in your communities, um, you know, with your journey and just being a part of your space. Do you have a preferred platform or just give, give our listeners the details? Sure. So my favorite place is my podcast, The Motivated Mompreneur. We are talking all things mom life, business, navigating it all. Even if you are not a mom in the traditional sense, you know what? You're going to find value there as well. Because just if you're an entrepreneur, running a business is hard. It's a challenge. So we address all aspects of entrepreneurial life. Find information about our membership community over on themomsonamission.com and also on Instagram. And all of that will be linked in the show notes as well. Yes. Awesome. And for those on Amy's and who are picking up this episode randomly, which I hope you guys do, you can find uh, me at IamRachelBrooks.com and on all social media handles at IamRachelBrooks. And of course, we have the Confident Woman podcast. And then we also have the ConfidentWoman.co, which is our Instagram handle for the Confident Woman, where we talk about our community, our memberships and programs that we offer just to really give back to those women who are looking to 
create a life that they love and be more empowered from within. So hopefully our conversation today has kind of helped shine some light in those areas. It's given you some tools and some strategies and all the good stuff. So if this episode resonates with any of you, please reach out to Amy and I. We'd love to hear from you guys because like we said, we don't know whose ears this episode is touching. So let's put a face and a name and please shoot us a message, connect with us if you love this, share this episode and leave us a review. So thank you so much, Amy. I'll just pass the mic for some last final words if you want to close out today's episode. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Rachel. This was absolutely incredible. And yes, if you were listening and this landed with you, please reach out. Our DMs are always open. It really does truly make our day when we learn like, okay, you know what? What you talked about landed with me. So please, anytime, reach out to us. That is one of the best things you can do. And that keeps us going. That We know that hey, you know what? We are reaching people. We are making an impact because yes, we can look at all the numbers on the internet, but to really connect it with a person and hear more about your story, that's what keeps us going because we're here for you. And if you're feeling lonely, yes, get into Rachel's world, grab her book, follow her on social media. And Rachel, this was such a great conversation. I cannot wait to further collaborate with you. I know we have a few things coming up in the near future. So be sure to be following along in our social content for that. And if you're in my world or Rachel's world, remember, stop dreaming and start taking the action. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. 